you're gonna get something a little different this week for Fritz Cast. So tighten your seatbelt and get ready. What's up, guys? It's Friday, April 10th, 2020, and welcome to this week's edition of FritzCast. If you're tuning in on the YouTube, you, you can already tell it's different because I have foregone video production this week, and there's a big reason why I've foregone video production this week. I, I love doing it. Um, we've had a great response from you guys on YouTube. And that is that we're fixing to keep that in place, especially uh, for upcoming interviews and things of that nature. I think people really do like that format. They like having it more as a as a TV video type of production and program. And I think it's I think that was the last big mountain I had to climb. And I was I, I think we're doing pretty good with it. I'm absolutely happy with the product as it's been coming out. You guys have been enjoying the episodes of FriskCast. Those of you who, who have been the audio bums, a lot of you were audio bums from the, from the start, originally. You guys have still been listening to the audio. You've, you've told me that uh, the show is fairly unaffected uh, in terms of the audio program, audio presentation. Uh, the video presentation just gives us an, a nice opportunity to show graphics, uh, play video clips, Adds a whole new dynamic, but, you know, if we're playing video clips mostly for the dialogue, works perfectly with the audio. It doesn't really mess anything up, um, and you guys have been digging that, uh, so don't worry about it. There's a reason why that curveball is coming into play. Uh, that's because uh, th- this past week, I don't even know where to begin. You know what? Let's just tackle the... Uh, the big elephant in the room, right? The thing that nobody's actually addressing. Coronavirus. COVID-19. It's a big deal, right? It's taken over the world. Life as we know it has been changed. Uh, you know, some people were like, oh, hey, thank God, March is over. But uh, I, they said that, not realizing that April had only just begun. And that all of this quarantine stuff was nowhere near being done. And probably only going to get more severe and restriction and all that. It's It's actually amazing, though. We've talked about uh, in the previous episode, maybe the last previous two episodes, places like South Korea not on lockdown. I, just, I was just reading today is Sweden has not done a lockdown either. Um, Sweden's had some somewhere near 700 deaths uh, from coronavirus, but they have not locked down. They have protected what they consider their most vulnerable segments of the populations. And... Uh, that's the approach that they've taken, and now a lot of people's eyes are on Sweden to see, hey, everybody's done this lockdown thing, we've done this serious containment, it's actually doing damage to the economy. I know some people out there are going to say, you people talking about the economy over people's lives. We're not talking about the economy over people's lives per se, 
But if the economy tanks and we don't have some kind of plan in place, people will be adversely affected. People will actually die from the economy sputtering and failing. They, they will. And, and if, you're in, if you're in the United States and you're a progressive and you're thinking, well, the government needs to take care of us, you saw how the government intends to take care of you. They intend to cut you a one-time check for 1200 bucks. That's it. That's it. Now, they are, of course, looking at different legislation and doing that. Uh, they upped unemployment benefits, I think, to $600 a week. Places like uh, uh, rent collectors and uh, car payment, uh, loan payment processing, they're, they're giving you know, furloughs to people or, uh, or, or giving them a stay of payment, you know, during the time of this crisis. But you have small businesses that are, that are at the brink, practically, uh, at the, at their wits end at the end of their rope and could possibly not make a recovery at all. Even with the small business loan plans in place, it's a scary time. It's a scary time, but now a lot of eyes are on Sweden because they haven't locked down at all. How are their numbers going to look? If their numbers uh, stay on the level and don't, you know, exponentially blow out of proportion, you know, people are going to be looking at that and they're going to say, oh my God, you know, Sweden's got this down. Sweden's got something where they've kept their economy afloat. They're, they're living their lives like normal, but they've still, they've managed to quarantine their most, uh, 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 vulnerable populations. Uh, so it's, it's an amazing thing to kind of look at. Among some of the other things that I've come across, uh, there was a drone footage, drone footage uh, over New York Heart Island, um, just off just off of New York City. It's near Rikers Island. Uh, Heart Island uh, is, uh, I guess, on March 30th or right at the tail end of March, <clears throat> the... Uh, uh, New York <clears throat> came to terms with uh, what they were going to do. If they became overwhelmed with COVID-19 deaths, what would they do with those bodies? And so a drone was flying over and they caught um, footage that was <clears throat> reported as inmates uh, stacking pine boxes, pine coffins with, with bodies uh, in a mass grave. On this Heart Island, <clears throat> and seeing this made me go, "What the hell is Heart Island?" And so I googled it and I started researching it. And Heart Island is like, it's it's a publicly owned, publicly funded graveyard by New York City. Uh, <clears throat> it's been around for forever. Uh, go dates back to the 1800s and Civil War soldiers being buried there in mass graves. And they, uh, it, it's, it's, they've buried over a million bodies there. Uh, and it's, it's where the homeless go. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's where the homeless people go, the unclaimed bodies go, uh, bodies of families who, who just simply can't pay to inter them in a cemetery. Uh, uh, millions of bodies get buried there. They get buried in pine boxes that get labeled, to the best of their knowledge, at least anyway. Sometimes it's uh, unidentified remains that they put in pine boxes, and they stack them. They they dig these big, wide trenches, and they stack coffins three, four, five deep 
on top of each other and then bury them under uh, like three feet of soil. And they put a big mass grave marker on there and then, you know, people can come and, and, and claim the bodies and, and they will exhume those people. Uh, but it has this like semi-dark history around it. It's very, like, it was very morbid to see the footage of it, number one. But then to tap into the history and look at the historic photographs, the fact that inmates are burying these uh, uh, bodies at like 50 cents an hour, uh, prison labor. Uh, just just very, like, harrowing, morbid, not very cool. I mean, interesting, interesting to learn, but also, like, ex- like I can't think of it any other way to say it other than extremely fucked up. Uh, so uh, th- that's Heart Island. I mean, Google that, and you can unlock this whole history that you didn't know you didn't want to know. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. And there's been lots of angles to debate with this stuff, you know. Uh, is the, do the lockdowns go too far? Uh, you know, people were talking about how Donald Trump was a ruthless dictator and a, and a Nazi that needed to be removed from office just a month ago. And then, you know, overnight it was, you know, oh, Donald Trump's not doing it enough. He's got to tell us that we have to stay home. He has to lock us in our homes and get the police out there. Anybody that's not in their home needs to be fined, needs to be thrown in jail. Uh, a lot of extreme ideologies pop out. You know, uh, it, it, life has changed uh, just just incredible. Like, 2020 is going to be one of those years. If you've lived through it, like, like we all have, you know, this is going to be one of those years down the line, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line. You're going to remember 2020. You're, there's Because this is history. You're, you're living it. This is what... You were reading about in the textbooks in school. And it's crazy. It's also crazy to see how certain aspects of life have gone on. You know, depending on what state you're in, depending on what you're looking at. Here in Delaware, it's, it really doesn't seem like a lot has changed other than policing how many people are in a building at one time, social distancing. Um, but but uh, for, for people like me, it's, it's business as usual. Get up, go to work, you know. And hopefully your work has provided you with personal protection equipment or at least let you utilize it, which might not always be the case. But I digress on that. There has been, uh, you know, like the Major League Baseball is talking about possibly playing games in empty stadiums. The WWE uh, has been continuing their wrestling programming uh, in their training facility filming shows uh, with no audiences and and still producing their weekly episodic material, including having their biggest pay-per-view of the year, WrestleMania, um, which usually is is held in a football stadium with with audiences of, you know, 90,000 to 100,000 people in attendance. Uh, They even held a a spectacle of of no audience, and uh, they got a little creative with it, but, but... it was funny to me because sports networks like CBS Sports, Fox Sports, ESPN, since they have nothing that they can comment on because all the sports stopped, they were uh, covering WWE WrestleMania 31. It was just it was crazy to me because it, like they, they they had nothing else to do. It was a little crazy. Uh, but but like while this is odd, these are it's historic. It's historic. You're living it. Um, 
So we can go into the responses and stuff. We can talk about all that. We kind of been talking about that for the last couple of weeks, though. And I think, honestly, the COVID talk is getting a little boring, you know. Um, it's getting a little mundane, especially because, of, you know, people are on quarantines or confined to their homes, very limited uh, outside of, of their home action, um, not, not having normalcy. And we need to break up the monotony a little bit. You know, I don't, I don't want to keep focusing on this stuff. Uh, there's, there is lots of stuff to talk about. I mean, we can talk about Dr. Fauci. We can talk about uh, potential cures uh, with certain experimental drugs or the fact that the president touts such drugs with uh, little to no backing um, over and over and over again. That, that doesn't work. We can talk about the government initial response, which was terrible. Um, and still is terrible, uh, and and they're really uh, I don't know how people trust our government anymore. Really, uh, like if you have any faith that the government's going to do the right thing and get it done in a timely fashion and cares about you, I don't know what to tell you because they they definitely didn't. <laughs> they definitely didn't over this past month uh, and a half now. Uh, but to break up the mon- monotony and the mundaneness, uh, we we. In political news, which the campaign trails for for the presidential race have completely changed now. This is they can't go out and stump. They can't go have big rallies. They can't have these big grandoise speeches in front of crowds, chanting their names and all that stuff. And and in some cases, uh, the voter turnouts, uh, you know, are definitely impacted because you know apparently we can be on uh, lockdown from sea to shining sea here, but. Uh, the the uh, primary polls will still open and they'll let people go and vote. I I don't understand that in public. You know that's not social distancing. Uh, uh, to my knowledge, I don't think anyway. Um, but uh, I have a, a very good friend on the line, and uh, we're gonna talk to him a little bit. And then when we're done that interview, we're going to we're gonna reminisce. We're gonna go back to episodes past with him because this is like the last hurrah almost for for the guy he's the former democratic presidential candidate well one of the candidates uh former candidate for the uh seeking the presidency the nomination of the democratic party independent senator from vermont bernie sanders good Good afternoon, evening, uh, morning. Uh, whenever you happen to be listening to this, it's great to be back on the Fritz cast. It's been a while. Uh, Fritz, I just I have to ask you uh, right off the bat, why did you refer to me as a former candidate? Well, Bernie, welcome back. It has been a while. I know it's been extremely busy for you, and then we've had this, this, this trying COVID time. Uh, uh, change everything up, throw wrenches in, in, into everything, and put everything on a standstill. Uh, but first off, it's my show. I ask the questions, sir. And what do you what, what do you mean? Why did I refer to you as the former nominee? You have have conceded the race to Joe Biden. No, 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 no. I, I, I did no. I did not concede the race to Joe Biden, Fritz. That's not that's not what happened. That's not what happened. You don't apparently you don't listen to the press releases. That happened, um, which I mean, it's it's not like I, you you all right. It's changed dramatically. I can't stand in front of a crowd. I can't uh, I can't show the people how much the burn movement is burning uh, through the American people, especially these trying times. 
where all my policy positions make sense and everybody wants them. Uh, uh, I did not concede to Joe Biden. I I simply suspended my presidential campaign. Well, what what does what, what does suspending your presidential campaign mean other than you're conceding to Joe Biden? I don't I don't I don't. No, no, I just, 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 you are right. There's no more campaign trail. There's no more stumping. Uh, you know, there's no more gathering of the people. You know, we can't we can't do that. We gotta enact social distancing. Uh, we can't. We can't tell voters to go vote in big lines uh, out in the public, touching, you know, voting booth machines that uh, aren't even sanitized any other time in, in our history. But now they now more than ever, they need to be sanitized. You know, I yes, I've suspended the campaign. I'm not I haven't suspended running for president. I just suspended the campaign. What don't you understand? Jeez, are you trying to tell me that? Even though, even though you suspended your campaign, you're not, you're not, you can't go out and about, you can't do rallies, you can't do anything like that. Uh, but, but that you're still going to be on the ballot. Is that what you're getting at? Yes, I'm still going to be on the ballot. I'm still, you know, it's still, I'm still a Democratic nominee for president. I'm, I, I haven't dropped out. I haven't disappeared. I'm not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. The feel the burn movement feels the burn from sea to shining sea. Uh, even in this time of trying coronavirus and quarantine. Listen, man. Um, can uh, can you just play straight with me? I mean, give up the ghost, dude. You you're done, right? You have no intention of winning the presidency at this point. Of winning the nomination for the Democratic Party, let alone uh, all the way to the presidency. I mean, uh, you you're you're in for helping Joe Biden now, aren't you? Well, listen. You know, anybody is better. Than Donald Trump, and we all need to unify to beat Donald Trump. Uh, otherwise, we end up with four more years of Donald Trump, and that would be absolutely devastating to the country. Uh, absolutely devastating. I mean, if you thought coronavirus was bad, uh, you know, and, and you thought uh, Russia inter- interference in our election was bad, and you thought all this other stuff, but just imagine what four more years will do. Uh, giving him this this empowerment, uh, but we're still going through coronavirus. We don't even know how long. Like we're crossing our fingers and hoping that that I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that I could go to the beach summer camp. You know, that's that's what I'm hoping. And I'm hoping that you know, if you want to go to the beach or something, you know, I know you like going to you know New Jersey. You know, uh, to the beaches and Wildwood. And, all that, you know, I, you know, I know you want to do that over the summertime, you know, I, I've got my fingers crossed for you, you know, uh, so, so that you could do that, I could go to my, you know, summer camp, and, 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 you know, it'll be great, uh, but with, with that, with holding out hope, we don't know that that's gonna happen right now, we need to, you know, pour in resources to, to, to making vaccines and finding, you know, cures to this, to this, uh, uh, global disease, while the world is on lockdown. Well, you say I don't listen. Did you not listen to, to me that South Korea it isn't locked down, that uh, Sweden isn't locked down? There's always exceptions to the rule. I mean, we don't have to follow everything everybody is doing. Oh, now we don't have to do what everybody's doing. You know, in this case, we don't have to follow what other people are doing. But in all the other policy points, you want to say that, uh, you know, America's the only developed uh, first world country that doesn't have you know universal health care or or uh, 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 tuition free college and stuff right yeah well you know 
those are the good things. You know. Yes. We shouldn't be doing those. Shouldn't be following Sweden or uh, or South Korea uh, because uh, it could. I, I, I'm not one, and I'm sorry, pardon my French. It could bite them in the ass. Well, all right, fine. So Joe Biden is the a uh, player game. Uh, I'll play your game. He's the presumptive nominee. Well, I mean, if he gets enough delegates and that's the way that it goes, then, you know, yes, he'll be the presumptive nominee. But as of right now, uh, as I've only suspended my presidential campaign because uh, campaigning is kind of out of the question right now, <sighs> that's up in the air. Uh, well, um, fine. Hypothetically speaking, Joe Biden wins the Democratic nomination. Who do you think Joe Biden's going to pick as his VP? Well, you know, uh, you know, I'm not one to, you know, toot my own horn, but, uh, you know, maybe a, a Biden, you know, Sanders ticket isn't so bad. Nah, nah, nah. Remember in that last debate that you had, the, the, the empty arena debate, which actually I thought was a really interesting uh, uh, spectacle of sorts. Remember in that debate, he committed to, to picking a woman vice president. Uh, and then they asked you if you would do the same, and you said, you know, well, yeah, pretty much. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah, you know, pretty, pretty much uh, it probably would be a, a woman vice president, uh, a presidential nominee. And I've, I've still been thinking about who I might select if I should become the Democratic nominee, which is not a write-off at this point yet, because even though I've suspended my campaign, uh, you know, uh, just saying, uh, Bernie Sanders' name <laughs> still on the ballot. Really? That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, um, that being said, uh, seriously, who do you think who do you think Joe Biden will pick? Well, uh, let me ask. Let me let me flip the question around. Let me ask you: Who do you think Joe Biden would pick as his vice presidential nominee? Michelle Obama. What? Michelle Obama for for what? Why would he pick Michelle Obama? As his vice presidential nominee. I think it's pretty easy, Bernie. I think uh, Barack Obama has hung back and not said a word uh, during the nomination process under the guise of, you know, letting the system play it out. I'm using air quotes. Uh, but uh, really, he was holding back because he needed to make sure that Biden would secure the nomination. And then he would come out and endorse Biden, so to speak. But Biden really would it really would be Biden picking Michelle Obama as his VP, and then boom, you interject Obama onto the campaign trail. He's doing a bunch of stump speeches and a lot of inspirational uh, mumbo jumbo, hopey changey stuff, and bringing back that nostalgia of the Obama years of just before Trump, which uh, voters have been found to really be longing for, for for whatever reason. It just makes strategic sense, Bernie, is, oh. is what I'm saying. Oh, well, that's. Deep brooding analysis coming from you, Mister Libertarian. You know, uh, you know, uh, you, you guys don't even have a nominee yet. You are right, but I have interviewed uh, uh, two of those uh, candidates: Adam Kokesh and Jacob Hornberger. Boom, bip, kid. Oh well, well, good, good for you, good for you. Bernie, will this be the last that we that we hear from you? We've had you check in from the campaign trail and all that. Obviously, the campaign trail is going. Uh, that sapped away. COVID nineteen uh, uh, killed that, and uh, and was probably the final nails in your your campaign's coffin. Oh, final um, nails. It was headed that way anyway. No, no, no. It wasn't. No, 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 no. The campaign's still very much alive, friends. Just, just you wait. Just you.
people could still vote in the primaries. For Bernie Sanders, sends a message that Joe Biden must adapt to feel the burn. And we need it now more than ever. We need to get Donald Trump out of office. If I have to stump for uh, for Uncle Joe, uh, I you know I, I'd be proud. I'd be very very happy to stump for Uncle Joe. I have audio. Um, from an earlier interview that uh, that proves otherwise. But Bernie, is it, I mean, is will this be it for you, or will you still you, will you still commit to coming on the Fritz cast? Fritz, you're a good friend. You are terribly misguided in your politics, and you have the absolutely wrong philosophy. Wow. All this stuff. Absolutely, I will still come on Fritz cast to school your ass on this shit. Damn, wow, gee, Bernie, you are. Def- Where is this? Passion and energy on the campaign trail. You don't cuss like that, man. Not at all. Feel the burn. Burn out. See you next time, punk. Well, that's uh, Bernie Sanders, ladies and gentlemen, who uh, the the former... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it now that he's off the line. Former Democratic uh, uh, candidate for uh, the nomination for the DNC. Uh, now just back to good old independent Bernard Sanders from Vermont. Uh, and that being said, uh, you might, if you're a new listener, you might have missed out, or maybe you just want to, you know, have a little trip down memory lane, a little nostalgia, if you will. I want to play the highlight clips of Bernie Sanders on the FritzCast podcast, uh, from 2019 and, and 2020. Uh, just, just relive some of the, the, the good moments that he's had here on FritzCast, kind of like an in memoriam almost, except he's committed to come back on because he just can't. He just can't go away. Uh, so that's what the rest of this episode is going to be. If you've heard him before and you want to tune out, you know, thanks for listening. Come back next week, uh, you know. Uh, but otherwise, stay tuned and, and, and listen to these uh, highlight clips while you're at it. And 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 afterwards, I'll give my little spiel about uh, where you can find FritzCast and all that good jazz, all right? All right, let, 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 let's yeah, do it. In Harry Carey voice, you know. You know, you know, you know what, Brian? You know, um, I could kind of do it in Stewie voice. You know, it's not that. You know, I mean, you know, I I think maybe the mannerisms are there, but uh, you you know, I I say what the deuce. Uh, I'm not very good at Stewie voice. I like to think I am. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I do it. I still do it a lot. I, I still do it a lot. Uh, I don't do it as well as that Vines bastard. Um. What's his, uh, Thomas Sanders, uh, do, uh, I, I do, however, uh, on occasion, I do, um, pull out, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, and believe you me, uh, this time in the Democratic primaries, uh, you know, there are now, um, I think 142, uh, candidates, uh, which is a a much more diverse group than previously in uh in 2016 where where we had uh, uh it was pretty much just old white people uh now we have the benefit of having people like um like Eric Swalwell uh Eric Swalwell my my companion from from um i you know honestly i don't even know where he's from but i know that eric swalwell has said um that he believes that strict gun control is needed 
and he has had the balls to threaten to use the nuclear arsenal at his disposal as he could do if he was elected commander-in-chief. And I think that's ballsy. The former vice president of the United States, Bernie Sanders, uh, a pleasure to be here again. Well, you know, why don't we go back? Why don't I introduce the candidates? And um, I'll tell you one by one how this works. Um, Marianne Williamson, she's batshit crazy. Um, she says she's going to harness love. She, she, uh, definite, definite VP candidate material for me, though, uh, because I think that love is a good thing. Uh, John Hickenlooper, who, um, I mean, I don't, I don't even think President Hickenlooper sounds very good. Uh, Andrew Yang, he could also be a potential candidate, um, because his whole thing is a, a universal basic income, which goes right in line with my Medicare for all plan. Uh, Pete Booty Judge, uh, don't like him at all. Um, he's um, he not a not a very good choice. Um, and I'm sure you'll explain why he's not a very good choice later. I trust your your instincts, um, uh, Fritz. Uh, jo- Joe Biden, who um, I mean, he was vice president. He's trying to bank off of nostalgia. Um, okay, you know, get him out of here. Um, in the '70s, he was a horrible person, and uh, clearly, people can't evolve. Because I've been the same since day one, 472 years ago. I haven't changed at all. So Joe Biden, uh, I mean, get out of here. You're, you're, you are old school Democrat, and this is new school, buddy. Uh, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, she laid the waste, Joe Biden. Um, I mean, literally, she grabbed a shovel and dug a six-foot hole and Sparta kicked his ass into it. Uh, Kristen Gildebrand, she's uh, she's likable. Um, definitely could be VP on my ticket. Uh, then you'd be also be, we'd be progressing in getting the first female vice president with me and Medicare for all. Uh, Michael Bennett, who nobody really even knows who he is. Uh, I don't even know why. Like I thought that you had to qualify for these things. And then uh, Eric Swalwell, um, he's great because, like, I, I talked about this, I believe, a couple of weeks ago on your program. He's ballsy, and he wants to threaten to new, use nukes to confiscate every firearm in America. And I think that's bold. That Thank you. Thank you, Bernie. I think you missed another candidate. In there. Oh, yes, um... There's also me. You could also vote for me. Uh, because out of this field of candidates, most of them have just stolen my talking points from when I was taking on Secretary Clinton uh, because they realize that they're popular. So just remember, if you like any of these other candidates for the things that they're talking about, I'm probably, there's a good to fair chance that I am the originator. Of of the talking points. Right. Right. You know, I believe I actually... I believe in yesteryear of 2015 and 2016, I believe I was calling them your panda points. Yes, these are my panda points. No, not panda points. Pander. That's what I said. Panda points. 
Oh, God. Right. Okay. Uh, I don't have the original message. He said he played it for some people, and they liked it, and that there was more demand for Bernie Sanders on the program. And uh, and uh, Stephen Ignoramus actually said something about uh, the Bernie impression. He said something about you do a great Bernie impression. I don't know what he was talking about. I, Stephen, I've had Bernie Sanders on the show before. It's it's just that, you know, that they're calling my bluff that, that uh, you know, this... Because I've had him in studio, like, but, it, like, you know, vacation and records and, and travel logs haven't shown him stopping in Delaware at all. But he's been, I mean, he's been here. He's been in this very office, Stephen. That wasn't me doing his voice. So, but, but Stephen was, uh, well, he was complimenting my Bernie Sanders impression, but I don't, I like, I, I think I did it a little bit on that Call Me Ignorant episode, uh, of my impression of it. My, my impression of him is pretty good, but, uh, you know, again, I've had him on the program several times. So, uh, and I, you know, I thought about, I thought about, you know, maybe just to qualify that, like maybe I'd have him call in. And we could do some stuff over the phone. I mean, he's a busy guy. He's running for president of the United States again uh, in a Democratic field of 19, well, 18 other candidates now because um, our buddy Eric Swalwell dropped out of the race because he's insignificant. Um, He's not relevant. And somebody on Twitter tried to argue about how I'm not relevant because nobody listens to this podcast. And he tried to dunk on me, and it didn't take. Then he ended up blocking me because he's a baby. So there's that. You know, Fritz, I would tend to agree with the perspective that you just gave because that person did try to mock you, and I do not believe that the way to convince you that you're wrong is by mocking you. Holy crap. Well, I'm glad that this is actually working. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Bernie Sanders again. Bernie, thanks for being here, man. I know it's a, I know you must be incredibly busy on the uh, campaign trail with uh, 18 other candidates out there, including yourself, I'm glad that you would take the time to come on this program out of all the programs that you could choose from. Yeah, well, uh, it is very busy, and you are correct. Uh, you know, our buddy Eric Swalwell, he had to drop out. Um, and, and honestly, honest to God, it's because the top or the bottom, the bottom tenth of 1% wasn't even voting for him. Uh, because uh, I, I hate to say it, I know I said that he, he was a great guy and all that, but uh, he is, at this point, he is Mr. Irrelevant, because um, he was polling at a whopping 0%. Uh, so, he, I mean, he was, just, he, was, he was just flooding this field of a lot of candidates. He was crowding the stage, and then he was doing, he was doing crazy things. He was calling us the Avengers. And I mean, it's it, I mean, it, it don't 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 get me wrong. It is very cool to be likened to the Avengers. I, you know, if I had to liken myself to one, I would uh, I would probably say that uh, I'm the Hulk uh, because uh, Bruce Banner uh, is the smartest one of them. A lot of people like to say it's Tony Stark. It's not Tony Stark. All right, and for all intents and purposes, he's dead now. Yup, but spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Well, I guess nah, not nah, that, No, it's not a spoiler. That movie's been out for quite some time now, and people know that he's dead. I mean, the new Spider-Man movie is out, so people know that that uh, 
that, God, you know, Tony Stark is dead. Alright, Iron Man is no more. Alright, we don't have a billionaire class over the Avengers anymore. Uh, and, uh, you know, honestly, honestly, between you and me, it's probably better that way. Tony was the top tenth of 1%. He didn't want to pay taxes. Alright, he just wanted to make Iron Man suits and try to defend the world. Which, I mean, is noble. It's very noble. But he didn't want to give me half his paycheck. I'd be thinking that you didn't like Tony Stark because of the whole Stark industry, like, weapons thing. Uh, that is that is true. Uh, Stark Industries did initially help this endless foreign war. Um, but you're also forgetting that this is fictional. So, I mean, he doesn't even really exist. All right. Well, uh, what is your take on um, Eric Swalwell dropped down? It seems like uh, while you cared about him uh, for his uh, for uh, I'm trying to think of the word his gumption. His, his I mean I mean he was ballsy. You know how many how many candidates can say that the government has nuclear weapons to try to make a point that this government can accomplish what it wants to do. I'd be thinking that, uh, I, well, personally, I would think that you guys would want to lessen government power, considering that he made that threat and considering who's in the office right now. I, I figured you guys would actually be more on my side for a, a limited government approach rather than an expanding government involvement. I, I honestly, I don't know why... I don't know why you guys don't get it. Um, the, the problem isn't the power that the government has. The problem is the people that you that that uh, that people are electing. You know, if we just elect better people, if we just elect more people like me, who want Medicare for all and want tuition-free college, if you just voted for more people like us, this would never happen again. Well, we're going to have to uh, agree to disagree. A any commentary on any of the other candidates? Uh, I don't have any uh, additional comment. Uh, I mean, we'll, we will, we'll, we're getting ready for another debate. And uh, because of this crazy world that we live in, uh, Marianne Williamson is actually going to be in that debate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, well, yeah. I believe you said of Marianne Williamson that she was um, batshit. Batshit crazy. I mean, I mean, who can get up on a stage in the middle of a debate, well, at t towards the end of a debate, who can be on a stage and then go into a tirade about how, you know, about how we haven't talked enough about Donald Trump when that was the sole focus of the debate, was bringing up and criticizing Donald Trump the entire time. And how, I mean, who, who I mean, and then you get up and then you say, you say uh, that he's harnessed fear for political purposes and that you're going to harness love. I yeah. mean, who? I mean, yep. who would have who would have even thought to say I mean, that? I, absolutely, I think you're. I think you're right. It was a little crazy that she said that whole thing. And then there's something about the way she talks. Like it, people keep likening it to those AMSR videos yes. on on, yes. on um, YouTube. There's something about the way she talks. Uh, if I wanted to go to sleep, I would probably just look up a Marianne Williamson speech uh, or or video. Uh, anything really where she would just be talking, and I'm I'm sure it would lull me into a very deep, deep sleep. Probably better than having to go and buy 
over-the-counter medications which should be provided to you free through Medicare for All. Wow, you're really not going to let up on the Medicare for All thing, are you? You bet your ass I'm not. All right, that's all the time we have for you, Bernie. Uh, we hope to see you again sometime yes. soon. Yep, uh, yep. As, as um, Andrea Bocelli sang, it's time to say uh, goodbye. But I'll try to check in on the campaign trail as much as I can um, and try to give you some perspective on these candidates, especially if Marianne Williamson continues to advance, which I, 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 I don't see happening. Uh, but as she said, love will win. Goodbye. Uh, there, there's a couple of... Uh... There's a couple of uh, good political subjects to get into this week, but uh, I last last week we had the Bernie Sanders phone in, and he committed to coming on the program uh, recurringly, not necessarily every week, but recurringly to talk about uh, the campaign trail and what's going on and all that. And, and a big story over this past week was actually it actually involves Bernie Sanders. It involves Bernie Sanders and his campaign staff and wages. See, Bernie Sanders, in true progressive fashion... Fritz, Fritz, uh, you know, Fritz, you know, first off, pleasure to be here. Pleasure to talk about the subjects and, and, and what the news has put out. Uh, of course, this news... Is uh well, it's rather fake news. Bernie, welcome again to the program. Uh, wh- how do you mean what What do you mean by fake news? This is something like you guys have said that Donald Trump screamed. You know, this I guess this was years ago in the election. And all that you talked about Donald Trump talking about fake news and that's dangerous and all that. What do you mean by it's fake news? I, I really I don't think people have the facts right on this story. I uh, you know this 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 is a multifaceted issue. Uh, and and they tried to uh, just like just like last week you said somebody tried to dunk on you. I think that people are trying to dunk on me right now, and I'm not taking. I don't I don't take dunks. I don't like Dunkaroos. I I think that Dunkaroos like the cookie were terrible. The, 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 hold <laughs> Dunkaroos were fr- first off. You're wrong. Dunkaroos were amazing. Everybody loved Dunkaroos. Anybody who was anybody liked Dunkaroos, uh, but but I, I still I'm I'm failing to see how 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 the media was trying to dunk on you, uh, and you can clarify if if I'm wrong about something that's fine, but uh, how about I break down some of the facts of of the news releases oh, in the story? Well, well, I it, you go ahead and do that, and if I think that uh, it's not factual, I will uh, I will state my case, uh, but I'll let you talk. I mean, this is your program. Uh, I, I've I've merely agreed to call in and talk about it, give my side. So, uh, state your case first, and then I will tell you how right or how wrong that may be. All right. Well, I'm I'm reading from the Washington Post now, uh, because you were going around rallying for fifteen dollars an hour at, at different campaign stops and rallies across the nation. So, uh, this article is by Sean Sullivan, Washington Post. Uh, posted on July 18th. Quote, Unionized campaign organizers working for Senator Bernie Sanders' presidential effort are battling with its management 
arguing that the compensation and treatment they are receiving does not meet the standards Sanders espouses in his rhetoric, according to internal communications. Campaign field hires have demanded an annual salary they say would be equivalent to a $15 an hour wage, which Sanders for years has said should be the federal minimum. The organizers and other employees supporting them have invoked the senator's words and principles in making their case to campaign manager Fayez Shakir. Uh, Shakir, your, your campaign manager, has been quoted saying, quote, We know our campaign offers wages and benefits competitive with other campaigns, as is shown by the latest fundraising reports. Every member of the campaign, from the candidate on down, joined this movement in order to defeat Donald Trump and transform America. Bernie Sanders is the most pro-worker and pro-labor candidate running for president. We have tremendous staff who are working hard. Bernie and I both strongly believe in the sanctity of the collective bargaining process, and we will not deviate from our commitment to it. Uh, the, the article goes on to state, though, it was unclear when or whether Sanders had been made aware of the situation. Uh, so first, before even continuing... I will. Uh, I will ask. Did you even know that there was a that there was a situation going on? You know, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, being a, a presidential candidate, uh, it's very, very busy. Very busy work, especially preparing for debates. Especially preparing for debates with people like uh, you know against the likes of uh, Marianne Williamson, for example. Uh, or uh, other candidates. Um, Maybe like Elizabeth Warren? Like Elizabeth Warren. I heard that you and Elizabeth Warren have a pact not to talk crap on each other. I, I don't, uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren, we've worked together before in the past. Uh, she's very devoted. Uh, we're very similar. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't have anything negative to say about Elizabeth Warren. All right. Well, I don't want to go off track. I want to stick on the, uh, the, the, fine, the, the paying of these, uh, Unionized workers of yours, uh, which, by the way, they they collectively bargained for their salaries sometime back in May, and then uh, for some reason, uh, let's see here. The article states, "quote The draft letter estimated that field organizers were working 60 hours per week at a minimum, or at minimum, dropping their average hourly pay to less than $13 an hour." Uh, it said that, quote, many field staffers are barely managing to survive financially, which is severely impacting our team's productivity and morale. Some field organizers have already left the campaign as a result, end quote. Uh, down further in the article, it states, quote, it's not completely clear why the wages dispute began so swiftly after the campaign and the union reached the initial agreement though at the point the campaign has yet to assemble its had yet to assemble its sprawling roster of field organizers but on May 17th Shakir convened an all staff meeting during which he recommended raising the pay for field organizers for for, for field organizers excuse me to $42,000 and changing the work week specifications according to an email he later wrote to staff the union draft included or the union draft indicated he was seeking to extend the work week to six days. Uh, Shakir pressed for a swift vote so he could make budget decisions and decide how many field organizers, f field organizers to hire, according to his email. 
The union rejected that offer because the raise would have elevated steel field staff to pay a level responsible for paying more of their own health care costs, according to the draft proposal the union was preparing this week. The campaign organizers, the campaign workers decided to press harder. On July 11th, dozens logged into Slack, the popular instant messaging service used by the campaign's employees, and began bombarding Shakir with appeals to raise pay for field organizers. So among these things, uh, it seems that your campaign has gone back and forth in collective bargaining to try to reach a, con- a compromise on this issue. In fact, they have uh, it's been suggested that uh, you're cutting workers' hours to make it equivalent to $15 an hour. But it's begged the question that uh, your push for a federal mandated $15 minimum wage could cause problems for... Maybe not the larger corporations, which which I know you're aiming at, but definitely the smaller businesses seem seems that they would struggle much like your campaign has been struggling uh, to reach this agreement. Your campaign actually has money. That's that's the weird thing. So, uh, you know, uh, to me, cutting hours to be proportionate so that it's fifteen dollars an hour. I think that that uh, accomplishes uh, the goal. You see, you see, Bernie, you. Cutting the hours so that's equivalent of fifteen dollars an hour doesn't doesn't translate in how many hours they can work per day or per week. Like you can you can say that you've given them fifteen dollars an hour all you want, but now it, like you change the hours, what's going to stop other businesses from changing the hours? Well, I'm sure we could just you know we could tackle that next. Uh, if 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 we get a fifteen dollar a fifteen bucks minimum wage. And then if, if they try cutting hours, we could probably put forth legislation that would guarantee that you could work a certain amount of hours. I don't, Bernie, I think this is messy territory. Now you're talking about the government mandating how many hours have to be allotted from a business to to an individual working. I mean, like this, the, the work field is complicated, Bernie. It's It's more than just banging a gavel and saying, like, here's $15 minimum wage for every worker. Which, by the way, to me anyway, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my opinion on it. I don't think that you should tackle it on a grand scale like that. Like the minimum wage, there's problems with minimum wage. For example, there's there's people there there's there's kids, teenagers, just getting into the work field, just figuring out about this work thing. I don't think they need fifteen dollars an hour. I think that you could definitely tier the system. You could definitely tier it so that. First-time workers and, and people just getting into the field and teenagers and, and and we don't have so much underage workers anymore, but but the teenage workers who are not yet adults, I you know I'm not I'm not so sure that they have to be guaranteed a $15 minimum wage. I think the 7.25 you know for just getting a job, getting a summer job, working a summer job, a part-time job, I think that's fine. You know, in in the grander scheme of things, rather than forcing all companies to figure out how they're going to pay fifteen dollars an hour, and not having to cut back their workforce, much like your campaign is, your campaign is now deciding whether or not they have to make those cutbacks, uh, if they can hire as many people as they want to hire, like, and and then tooling with the scheduling and the hours to make it so that it's equivalent I mean, it just looks like you're doing a lot of legwork well of course it's of course it's complicated of course you know to make sure that everybody gets that fair 15 dollar 
you know, minimum wage, even in my own campaign. There's a lot of work to do. It's it's not just that you're going to work 40 hours a week and get $15 an hour, you know. And then, you know, and your campaigns work. I mean, your campaign seems to have good health benefits for them. But but that was another issue that they brought up. Yeah. Well, you I'm, know, and I, I'm left to wonder. But, well, you know, that that's why, again, this goes back to what we talked about last week, Fritz. Medicare for all. At Medicare for all, then my campaign doesn't even have to worry about how they're getting health benefits. To, to the workers because the government will be taking care of it. I knew this was going to go back to Medicare for all. So, your plan is to push nationally Medicare for all so that your employees can make $15 an hour or more and you won't have to worry about their health benefits, but they will pay more in taxes to have that health care benefit. Yes, yes. You know, I think that uh, if, if you paid more in taxes... And and those things were taken care of. I think you I think you'd love pegboard taxes. Uh, you know, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy percent of your paycheck. I think you would like it. I think if you just gave it a shot, you would like not making and bringing home most of the bread. Just give it to us, and we'll figure it out. Well, I remain skeptical. So, but anyway, thank you, Bernie, for coming on, and I can't wait for you to come back on. Uh, next time for whatever subject may come up. Absolutely, and remember, $15 an hour minimum wage, get it done however you got to get it done, whether you cut the hours or raise raise the wages enough so that they have to pay for the health care, whatever you got to do, get it done. 15 bucks. All right, well, that, isn't it great to have Bernie on the program? I love talking to the guy. I fundamentally disagree with him on a lot of things and how he would accomplish it, but I love having him on the program. Another prime example of that would be uh, at a Bernie Sanders rally. Uh, at a Bernie Sanders rally, somebody got up and asked a question about, and they mentioned the passing of David Koch, and his audience uh, applauded. His audience applauded, you know, when he was like, you know, now that we have billionaire oligarch David Koch who's passed away and the audience started clapping you know like you know celebrating the death and and Bernie Sanders I completely condemned them from it pleasure to be here Fritz pleasure to have uh, be on the program yeah well yep welcome Bernie Sanders again welcome uh, to the program I, I you know let me play the clip real quick Coke. It happened while Sanders was taking questions at the Minnesota State Fair. Here's a look. Yesterday, oligarch uh, David Koch passed away, and we're going to be dealing with his. Uh, we're going to be dealing with pollution and the radicalization of his politics. I don't applaud, you know, the, the, the death of somebody. We we needn't do that. I think what we can say is that the Koch brothers and other billionaires, because of this disastrous Citizens United Supreme Court decision have been able to spend hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to elect candidates who represent the wealthy and the power, powerful and the fossil fuel industry, which is where the Koch brothers made a lot of their money. So that was the that was the clip and that was your response to yep. the situation. Yep. And, uh, you know, we needn't do that. Uh, I absolutely I absolutely I eviscerated that crowd for for doing 
uh, such a thing. Nah, I wouldn't say you eviscerated them. You, I do applaud you for standing up and saying, don't do that, that's bad. But I think you could have been just, just a schmucks dinning harsher for that. Perhaps a schmucks dinning harder for bashing Citizens United and the billionaire class being able to donate all these all this money for the fossil fuel industry and all this stuff against uh, uh, against our environment. Well, you know, maybe. But I don't want to keep you too long. Any updates from, from the field, Bernie, while, while I have you on here? Uh, well, you know, uh, we're getting ready for another debate. Uh, you know, some people didn't qualify for this debate. Uh, some people... Uh, Christian Gildebrand, uh, she dropped out of the race. She's gone. Uh, she's yesterday's news. There's no reason to really talk about it. Uh, really, in all honesty, this race comes down to uh, Joe Biden, uh, myself, uh, Elizabeth Warren, and uh, maybe, maybe, if she's lucky, Kamala Harris. Well, you know, I think there might be a little bit more than that than that you're willing to admit. Uh, reading from CNBC, published a mere 22 hours ago. Uh, ABC News is going to be doing this. Democratic debate set for September 12th in Houston, Texas. It will feature only 10 candidates in one night, as opposed to the earlier debates, which split 20 candidates over two nights. Some Democrats have hammered the National Party over the debate qualifying process. I want to get your thoughts on that in just a little bit. Uh, the candidates, as ordered by their standing in real clear politics national polling average, we have Joe Biden, former vice president. We have yourself, Bernie Sanders, independent from Vermont. But you can't be listed as an independent from Vermont if you're in the Democratic debates. I've prided myself on being an independent candidate. I'm an independent candidate. I'm just using the democratic platform to make things a little easier. Yeah, man, pick pick independent or democrat, man. Senator Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts, Senator Kamala Harris from California, South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Booty Judge, entrepreneur Andrew Yang who you and him have exchanged hits over the last couple of days. Cory Booker from New Jersey, Senator Cory Booker from New Jersey, former representative Beto O'Rourke Former Housing and Urban Development Secretary Julian Castro, who last week I almost called Fidel. I apologize for nothing. Senator Amy Klobacher from Minnesota. Notably, Warren will get her first chance to share the debate stage with Joe Biden and you guys. It'll be a very interesting debate. Uh, but Democrats have hammered the Democratic National Committee over the debate qualifying process. Uh... Now I'm reading from USA Today, uh, quote, The Democratic National Committee sets rules for candidates in order to qualify for each debate, while the first two rounds saw 20 candidates each split into two nights of 10 candidates each. The September 12th debate criteria resulted in a much narrower pool. The guidelines for the third debate were announced in May, and 10 candidates qualified. We already read the 10 candidates. Continuing in the article, though, candidates needed to receive donations from at least 130,000 unique donors coming from at least 20 different states with at least 400 donors per state. And candidates needed to poll at 2% or higher in at least four qualifying national or early primary state surveys. 
in the later in the latter criterion Gabbard takes issue with. It is the later criterion that Gab that Gabbard Tulsi Gabbard, your constituent or your colleague Tulsi Gabbard from Hawaii, uh, takes issue with. She passed the donor threshold, but did not rake up enough qualifying polls with only two, according to 538. The DNC mandates that the polls must be conducted by any four of 16 different organizations, which include the likes of the Associated Press, Fox News, Quinnipiac University, and USA Today. More than one poll from the same organization can not count unless they are conducted over different geographic regions. Tulsi Gabbard was quoted saying, quote, there's a whole bunch of different polls that have come out. The DNC has only recognized some of them as being qualifying polls for the debate. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, the process has not been perfect. You know, uh, back in 2015 when I was running for president against Secretary Clinton, uh, I had a lot of criticisms against superdelegates, which, of course, now you know we don't have superdelegates anymore than the thing of the past. We... The, 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 the burden burned them. We burned all the superdelegates. They're gone. But now we have this polling issue. And I mean, you know, Tulsi Gabbard, she, she's not polling above 2%. Uh, and that is wherein her problem lies. And some of it has been the fact that she has critics such as Kamala Harris who is very powerful and will say that she just likes dictators. And I think that's unfair. Yes, Kamala Harris did, uh, well, she kind of came out high and mighty and she said something along the lines of, I guess they're pulling at 2%. They're, of course they're taking swipes at me because I'm, I'm uh, a prosecutor and I put people, I lock people up for smoking weed, but I've never smoked weed, you know. Huh. Whatever, America's prosecutor. But Tulsi Gabbard is now criticizing the method in which the DNC uses the polling data. Some of that might be arbitrary arguments. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent convinced on that. I'm not sure about that. Especially because Tulsi Gabbard right now is on two weeks of fulfilling her service. She's on two weeks of doing her National Guard service, and she can't campaign right now. She can't really come out and answer any of these questions. She can't really fight against the process because she's a little busy actively serving in the military. Agreed, and th that is another part of this equation that I don't think works out very well, and I think that we could do better. Well, Bernie, I thank you for, for coming on the program. Any last words? Anything else that you need to throw in there? No, I think that'll I, I think that'll do it. Uh, you know, I think this was actually a very good conversational, you know, uh, piece that we did. You are you sure that you don't have anything else to add? Uh, no, I, 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 I think that is literally all that we. I mean. I mean, what what are, what are you getting at? You're really not going to do it. Do what? I, 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 what are you talking about? I, you know, I, you, you call me up to do the show, to call from the campaign trail, and that's what I'm doing. And, and, and I, I thought we, I just thought we had a good discussion right there. You, 
Yeah, no, I, we did, and I, I enjoyed it. I'm very glad that you that you have, for whatever reason, allowed me to have you on tap. But yeah, I, very good. you don't That's, have you don't well, have hey, anything what, to say about what are, what are you getting at? Um, what to say about what? Just the the, uh, the you know the, what, well, what I are mean, you if you about? just let me, I mean, the thing. What what thing are you talking about? The Medicare for all, Bernie. You always say something about Medicare for all. Don't you have anything to say about Medicare for all right now? Oh, um, you know what? You know, I I thought I was, you know, I thought I was just going to leave it at that. But you know, I'm really glad, Fritz, that you brought up Medicare for all because now finally you have brought up Medicare for all. And maybe we can have a good discussion on this because we're not talking about the Republican talking points about Medicare for All. Oh, my God. I got con. You know what, guys? That's all I have time for no, today. No, no, no. Thank you for it. listening to no, the Fritzcast. No, you can catch me on Facebook.com slash the Fritzcast, Fritzcastpodcast at gmail.com if you need to talk to me. And on Twitter at FritzQS. I have links in the description for everything today. Don't listen to the man behind the curtain and all that. We're not going to talk about that right now. And I'll catch you guys maybe next week. But my baby could be born, so it, it might be up in the air. Just keep your eyes peeled. Are, are you see? You, you logged off. You well, yeah. Well, uh, this is awkward. Um, I've never really done a, a libertarian podcast before. Um, September twelfth, Houston, Texas. Birdman headlining the debate of the century against Joe Biden, my friend Elizabeth Ward. It'll be a slobber knocker. So watch it. I believe he said it's on ABC. Check it out and feel the burn. Well, welcome. Welcome to the show. This is, uh, this is your favorite presidential candidate, future president of the United States, Bernie Sanders. Uh, last week, uh, Fritz abruptly uh, cut out before I could finish my thoughts. And, uh, you know, I was left to talk about the debate that was coming up. And uh, I look forward to, uh, it's, it's going to be the 12th, which is uh, in six days, six short days, uh, and, you know, the, to think we just finished up a, a 17-hour town hall all about green energy, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to get here early before Fritz even got set up, uh, because there's, there's probably a slight chance that he talks about nuclear energy, and I wanted to get my word in edgewise, hoping that he doesn't cut me off again, uh, because nuclear is no good, okay? Nuclear energy, they try to say is clean, it's not, it's dirty, it's not good for the environment, uh, it's not good for the Green New Deal, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the, I just needed to get that word in edgewise, I, I, oh crap, I think he's coming, um, I'm not going to be able to have conversations with him today. So just remember, if he says anything about nuclear energy, it's bad. Don't go for it. Don't go for it. You know, it's not good for the Green New Deal. I know what I'm talking about. We did, like, 
a 42-hour town hall on CNN about this. All right, I love you guys. Bye. Okay. Welcome to the show today. Bernie Sanders here. Uh, Fritz could be here. He's been busy, as it were. He's got a lot to do. And uh, you could say that he called me up and that uh, he asked me to come here and talk with you all about my platform and uh, about the things coming up. Uh, just met, just, just, uh, uh, you might have seen it in the news. I am the first candidate, like, ever to make over $25 million in donations. Like, by myself. It's pretty impressive. And the thing about it is, I hate asking people for the money. I do. I hate how politics here in the U.S. involves asking people for money. It is very, I mean, you know, very, uh, it's emotional. Having to ask people for money. I hate doing it. I, I would raise everybody's taxes in a heartbeat, though. But I hate asking for money. Running for president. I really, I, I, I really hate doing it. I think there could be some radical changes that we put in place there. But I digress. That's not my fault. I'm just playing the game. I'm playing the game that they're forcing me to play. But who could that be? Oh, no, hold on. Let me just check this for, for a second. Um, crap. I gotta answer this. Uh, uh, hello. Bernie? Hey, it's it's Fritz. Uh, I just uh... Uh, okay. Well, so great of you to call. Uh, I was just sitting down, actually. Uh, you know, working on a little uh, something, something. Yeah, well, you, you know, know that, uh... that's what I was calling about. Uh, I got all your voicemails on my phone about how you wanted to, you know, uh, sub in, you know, do Fritz cast for me while I was, you know, away with, you know, the, the birth of my baby and all that. And I, I mean, it was there was a lot of. There was a lot of voicemails from you, dude. I had like 25 voicemails from you, like begging to, to to do the show for me. And I mean, I appreciate you reaching out and wanting to do it. I mean, I really, I don't get me wrong, I do, I do. But uh, uh, I just got a, a, a notification on my phone from my Ring camera. Oh, oh, uh, uh, oh, you have, oh, you have a security camera. That's uh, why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have a security camera? I mean, that makes perfect sense for for a guy like you. Are, are you in my office right now? No, no, of course not. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't come to Delaware. I've never been to Delaware before in my life. Oh, that's a lie. You were here at the Chase Center. You were here at the Chase Center in 2015 or 2016. It was during that election cycle. You came to the Chase Center at the riverfront. You were here. You were in Delaware. Don't, don't lie to me. And the other thing is Bernie. Oh, crap, I gotta go. Look at the time. See you later. I've been here the whole time. Cue the music. Shush. Be quiet. There's a lot of dogs around Fritz's house. He's got, like, four dogs. Stop. I don't want to wake your dad up. Shush. All right. Milk bones for all. Okay. All right, all right, good. All right, uh, in the kitchen now. Uh, oh, refrigerator. Yes, cup of coffee. Gotta convince Fritz that uh, 
Medicare for all is important. And uh, oh, oh my God, what the hell? What 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 the hell is this? Two two percent milk reduced? But come, come on, we gotta go with skim milk. Skim milk or almond milk? Bastard. Well, we got uh, something for coffee. Good coffee. Ooh, half and half. Yes. Countryside creamery. Half and half. Perfect. Good compliments for coffee. It's an awful lot of beer in there, too, for somebody who says they don't need Medicare for all. <laughs> yeah, he's fooled himself. All right. Uh, got an get over here. Check this out. Uh, ooh, ooh, yes. Ooh. Oh, huh. Here I am yelling at the damn dogs for being loud. And here I am being loud, Bernie. What the hell? Uh, uh, ooh, Keurig. Ooh, this is awesome. Oh, he's got different, different... Coffee flavors, Pike, Pike Creek Roastery, Blueberry Cinnamon Crumble. <sighs> Talk about the top 10 to 1% of coffee lovers. What the hell? I had to get some, a cup of coffee guts and stop being so goddamn loud, Bernie. Jesus. Get a cup for him, too. Make him work over this, you know, bit of something, you know. Bernie, Bernie, oh, 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 wait, uh, there you are. Hey, uh, uh, how, how you doing? <laughs> what the hell are you doing in here, Bernie? What? Well, you know, uh, you know, we've been having such misunderstandings about, uh, you know, some of the talking points and all that. I figured I'd come in here, I'd make us, uh, you know, a couple cups of coffee, and uh, perhaps you and I could discuss something that is very dear, dear to my heart. Oh my God, are you gonna go off about Medicare for all again? Because I, you broke into my house. What the hell? I didn't break into your house. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I didn't break into your house. It's not, it's not, I didn't, I didn't barge at the front door. Dogs were very, you know, they're, they're very nice. They're very calm. Milk bones for all. That, that, I, I, I promised them I would get them milk bones for all. So, uh, before this day is over, can you maybe drive me to Walmart and buy some milk bones for your dogs to not make me a liar? them jesus bernie what do you mean you didn't break in uh, look 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 look. you left a window unlocked i know you leave a window unlocked you told me about the one time that you accidentally locked your keys in the house and you couldn't get back in but then you remembered you leave a window open so you grabbed the ladder and you climbed in your house while everybody looked at you like you were a lunatic trying to break in no that that's not that but, but that doesn't mean that you could come in my window. I mean, what are you doing here? Look, 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 look. I was just making us a cup of coffee. I think that we can really sit down and have a good discussion about Medicare for all. I mean, come over here, look at your fridge. Look, look, look at this, look. Look, you got, you got bees over here, yingling. You got, you got, look, 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 look at this. Look, 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 Two, 2% milk. You really think that's good for you? All right, you want to know why insurance premiums are so high? It's because you're drinking 2% milk. You could be drinking you could be drinking skim milk or almond milk or soy milk, something other than 2%. Look at look at some of these coffee creamers. Like half and half. Half and half. It's great. Half and half. It's grade A, ultra pasteurized. It's not bad for you. But but international delight Reese's peanut butter cup, that's bad for you. Jimmy Dean sausage is bad for you. I mean the 
You know, yeah, and, and here you are saying you don't want Medicare for all. You know why I don't want Medicare for all, Bernie? You know what? I, I am a starting like, you know what? Let's just go into the next episode of Fritz Cat. Let's leave it at that. Oh, oh, no, no, yeah, look, I, I look, looking forward to it. Um, uh, but seriously, Walmart, can we go? Get out! Get out! All right, all right, all right, I'll see myself out. But the, call me when you're a little bit more calm, all right? Because I would really enjoy having this discussion. But what I do have, before closing out the program, I know it's going to be a little bit shorter on this end of the thing, but what I do have is I have Bernie Sanders here. Bernie uh, was requesting to come on uh, because uh, well, I'm not I'm not exactly sure why he was requesting to come on. I mean, he requests to come on anyway, and he gives us updates from the, from the trail. So here we have Bernie Sanders. Bernie, you there? Yes, yes, I'm, uh, I'm here. How are you? I'm just great, Bernie. What brings you on the show today? Well, you know, first and foremost, you know, uh, my friend Kamala Harris, uh, she dropped out of the uh, presidential election. So just to comment a little bit on that and, you know, try to graze the voters over to the over to the burning man. Uh, you know, uh, um, just uh, um, I don't even know how to explain Kamala Harris's campaign. I think I do. I think we. I think we could just explain it as she was trying to take out Joe Biden, and it backfired massively. And then Tulsi Gabbard also eviscerated her. Yes, yes. Uh, but backfired massively because she's not a heavy hitter. I mean, we're gonna get Joe Biden. If anybody out there can go toe to toe with Joe Biden, uh, I would. I would have to think it's me. Um, especially because uh, I've had a heart attack and I kicked its ass. So. Whoa. What has Joe Biden done? Well, I mean, you know, Joe, Joe Biden has uh, well, he challenged that one dude to a push-up contest. I don't, I'm not, I'm not so, I'm not certain I would bank money on you in the push-up contest against Joe Biden. I'm not, you know, but I, I, I digress. I don't want to talk about that. Um, Kamala Harris, her dropping out. I, I agree with you. It's not surprising in the least. She ran one of, uh, not the worst presidential campaign, but it was pretty shoddy. And even her own campaign staff, was staffers who had left, had said that it was uh, chaotic and disorganized and a bunch of other stuff. And she, she wasn't fit for, for the position anyway. But uh, it would, what else did you want to... Uh, did you want to talk about anything else? Actually, uh, yeah. I wanted to, you know, it's the holidays, and, uh, you know, I might be Jewish, you know, but... Uh, I figured, you know, it's the holidays, and uh, I wanted to be a little festive, you know. I wanted to, you know, maybe uh, come on the program and you know, do a little uh, musical number of sorts. Uh, are you are you musically inclined? Is there something that I'm not? Uh, is there something that I'm not registering here? What are you talking of about? Of course, I'm musically inclined. In fact, you know, uh, I mean, there's not going to be background music or anything. And, and, and to be honest with you. I'm not really uh, a singer, but uh, I had this little auto-tune app, and, uh, you know, I just want to sing a number for you. What kind you know? of, what, what are you going to sing? Well, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 it can speak for itself, but it's a little take on a Christmas, uh, you know, Rankin-Bass classic, you know. Just, uh, you know, just uh, call me Bernie Meister, Meister Burner. Oh God, no, no! So uh, that's a take on Burger Meister, Meister Burger from a year from Santa Claus is coming to town. Yes, it? yes, exactly. And uh, I have uh, ingeniously rewritten the lyrics 
to support a cause that I care dear and dear about. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. It's a difficult responsibility that you accept from the Democratic nominee. No, you're not even the Democratic nominee. Let it be known throughout the land from sea to sea. What is this? Some kind of like... King Everyone declaration goes thing? on Medicare for all except for me. Well, wait, why don't you go on Medicare for all? All private insurance, break them down. Do you think that's a good idea? Let's defeat the orange cloud. All your medical Clever. bills deflated. Really? Though your tax brackets are prorated. Uh, at least you're being honest about You'll it. You'll keep your doctor anyway, because that's how we say it goes. Where did I hear that before? Cast out your doubts of Obamacare. That brought us only woes. Well, I would clap, but I'm afraid to. Thank God you used the auto-tune app. I'm not sure it helped you that much, but uh, you know what a rousing, what a rousing rendition, what a what a rousing song. I didn't I had no idea you were a parody. Oh, I'm not done. Uh, what do you mean you're not done? You wrote another verse. Brace yourself. It's a difficult. Responsibility. Oh, here we go. That again. you accept from the Democratic nominee. You're not the Democratic nominee. Well, you know they're all gonna vote for me. Maybe, maybe not. The billionaires will make us all oh, dead free. Yep, the billionaires will do it. Every how? college be tuition free. Really? Wipe away all the debts you see. How are you gonna do Don't that? Ask me how we pay it. How are you gonna pay it's it? The billionaires, I'll say oh, it. Jesus. I'm gonna pass. The Green New Deal and hell no, no nuclear. Nuclear is good. So I'm gonna purify the air so we can all breathe clear. Okay. It's a difficult responsibility that yep. you accept from the Democratic yep, nominee. Yep, yep, you will be the nominee, sure. It's exhausting to do all this pandering. You can stop anytime. Let's all feel the burn and vote for me. Ah. Uh... Well, Bernie Sanders, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, and I still might even have more Christmas classics coming, so pay attention. Keep tuning in to FritzCast. Thank, thank you for the endorsement. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, keep tuning in to FritzCast. And um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the FritzCast. It is Saturday, December 14th, 2019. And it being December 14th means that there is only <clears throat> 11 days till Christmas. So that means that you got to get your Christmas shopping done. You just got to get it done. You have um, no other choice other than to get your Christmas shopping done. You have 11 days to do it. If you're expecting an ad that's going to teach you, that's going to tell you something that uh, you want to hear that, that will help you knock out your Christmas shopping because you are a lazy bum, you're wrong. There is no ad. This is just me reminding you of the thing that you're trying to ignore in the back of your head that you still haven't got your Christmas shopping done, you bum. Uh, we, we didn't have, um, I didn't put intro music in uh, because uh, I have our, our very special, somewhat weekly guest, Bernard Sanders here, who, um, you know, last week he, he did this little musical ditty and then... Uh, he he told me that uh, he had such outreach and it was so successful to him that uh, you know he wanted to come on and talk a little bit about it and he wanted to do a special opening for the show. I am uh, <clears throat> I'm a 
bit perturbed and uh, a little weary of, of what could possibly happen, but uh, Bernie Sanders, how are you doing, sir? It's great to be here in person, in the studio. Your office is very, very small, though, however. Uh, we're we're kind of crabbed in here. You've given me this, uh, this weird-looking microphone. I've never... This is like an old school microphone. Uh, yeah, I thought, where'd you get where'd you get this one from, and how come you get the fancy one behind the computer? You know that microphone, Bernie. That that's a very special microphone. Back when I worked on WorldWrestlingInsanity.com dot com, and I had my own audio show. This was like back in back in like very early high school. I worked for James Gutman on on World Wrestling Insanity. I had my own audio show, and that that microphone you're holding right there is actually. From Rock Band, but it's as you can see, it's a USB microphone. It plugs into the computer, you know. And uh, as far as why do I get this one? Well, this is my microphone. This is my command station. This is like this is my office number one. So I sit behind the computer. I sit behind, you know, the main mic. You know, I I mean, I didn't even have to, you know, provide a mic for you for real. You've truly spoken like somebody who is privileged doesn't understand where I'm coming from. I mean, you get to talk into your microphone hands-free. I have to keep one hand grasping this thing like my life depended on it. And, like, you know, I wobble in and out like sometimes it's close to my mouth. See, look, look, I bumped it into my mouth. I'm sure it doesn't sound very good audio quality. I mean, you know, maybe just, uh, maybe you just want me to, you know, sit in the commander chair. Leo, for a bit. Uh, you know, I I think <clears throat> you should probably be, you know, just a just a tiny bit, you know, grateful that I even let you into this house. I mean, you did uh, weeks ago break into this house. <laughs> um, stop it! Stop well, it! I, you did it! You did it twice. I did. I did, I, did, I I explained that one time. You know, and I tried making you cups of coffee. I mean, you know, I was I was here to make cups of coffee for you and have a good discussion about. A, a political topic that I think you're misled on. Okay, that's a little bit ridiculous because, first off, you broke into my house. Like, I don't care if the window was open or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you came into my house unwelcomed. Fine. Maybe if not, if maybe if not, we're, if we won't say you broke in, we'll say you came in unwelcomed. You were an unwelcomed guest in this household. And then you tried to make amends. You're, well, at least you're claiming right now. You tr- you tried to make amends by. Offering me coffee. It was my own damn coffee. I, I mean, you know, I think that, you, I mean, you just need to calm down and realize that you didn't have to bake coffee that day, did you? I made you a cup of coffee. We had a discussion. You asked me to leave. I left. But you, you, you still sat down and you still drank that coffee, didn't you? You know what? I did. I did still drink that cup of coffee. Right. How'd you feel after you drank that cup of coffee? I felt, uh... Felt like maybe I was a little hot-headed against you. <laughs> Trust me. If you broke into one of my three houses, I'd be pretty hot-headed, too. Okay, well, you want to do an intro song? Like, what? what, what, is, what is this thing? Like, what, what, what do you yes, have in you mind? Know, what do you have planned? Yes, I'd, 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 I'd love to. I would love nothing more than to do this intro song. See, last week, I did Bernie Meister Meister Burger, and it was, I mean, you know, it was, you know... It was like it was like a hit. It was like an instant classic. Like people were reaching out to me on Twitter. Uh, they were uh, d- direct messaging me. They were DMing me, and there was no unsolicited dick pics in that. If you know what I mean, you know, I just people were genuinely 
impressed by the song. I don't know if you got any of that same feedback. I, you know, I, I didn't get any feedback on it like that. I mean, yeah, maybe it's because you were singing or whatever, but yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't get that kind of feedback regarding it. But I mean, if you say you did, you did. So I mean, what does that entail for this week? Well, you know, uh, I was thinking in the same vein. You know, let's just you know let's stick to the Rankin Bass classics. You know, these are classic Christmas movies, and. Uh, I, you know, I just, let's, let's just keep going with it this time, you know, th- this week, I mean, you know, you know, the Koch brothers, right? Yeah. You, you very often criticize the Koch brothers as the billionaire Koch brothers and all that jazz. I know the Koch brothers. Very, very good. You've been paying attention to the fact that they are the billionaire class that are ruling the world. There's also another famous set of brothers at Christmas time. Don't you dare don't, don't i dare what don't you dare that is a, that they are an iconic duo they're a christmas classic no i will not let you butcher the, i will not let you butcher them like that in a song for no well i don't know what to tell you because oh you bastard no you cannot do this Shush, shut up and listen i'm mr tax christmas sounds kind of cringy number one no stop it i'm mr fair giver I make the billionaires run. Uh, not sure about they that. They call me Birdweiser. Whatever I touch. Oh, boy. Turns billionaires into mush. <laughs> wow. I'm too much. Really? You okay. wonder all the things I'm going to do for you. Listen to my minions. He's Mr. Where, where did you get minions? He's they all look like me. What? The billionaires. He's what the hell? Where the hell did you get the clones of me? Everything that you ever did. How? They call me Birdvisor. Whatever I touch gives you free things a bunch. <laughs> He's too much. I question the legality of this. I know a way you'll get health care and never will pay a you cent. You always work this in the damn I'll show. I'll tax the billionaires 80. Are you serious? 9100%. Oh, crap. Oh, some like the taxes high, but I like the really high. Majorly high. Make the billionaires never exist. You know, if the billionaires Dax never exist, you're going to get free health care. Free college tuition. Cancellation of all your debt. All you got to do Makes the billionaires oh, run. They call me the bird miser. Whatever I touch turns billionaires into mush. <laughs> He's too much. Thank you. It's very too much. It is very. Where the hell did you get minions that look like me? It's like about what's laid around your house. You know, a toothbrush, a hair. I mean, you're a hairy dude. It's everywhere. It's not that hard to, uh, you know, get some DNA and, you know, I mean, you know, questionable legality, maybe, but, uh, you know, I thought it was a jaunty tune. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed you thinking, you know, a little bit highly of yourself over stuff, you know, I mean, it was, it was decent for a parody, but most of the stuff that you're singing in there is just nonsensical pandering. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see what happens as we start going through the primaries and uh, as you will see. I will emerge as the Democratic nominee. You know, that's what's going to happen. Um, speaking of which, i got to get back on the campaign trail. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful that you had me here. I'm thankful for you listeners every week listening to FritzCast so that I could systematically destroy his 
uh, silly-minded libertarian uh, limited government opinions and about how Medicare for All is the best thing ever and we need to instill it right now. Will we hear from you again before Christmas, Bernie? Well, I would, you know, just, uh, I would say to your listeners, uh, just stay tuned uh, because... I can pretty much, I've, I've proven now through two weeks that I am a mastermind. I'm like a weird owl of uh, progressive Democrats now. So I could probably parody any Christmas song you could think of. Who knows what it's going to be next week. You got to tune in to hear this wonderful, and every week I'm getting better. Every week it's like I'm, I'm I go to music lessons. You know, I talk to uh, Seth MacFarlane a lot because he sings and Family Guy. Uh, you know, I think it's getting better. So just stay tuned for that. Gotta go. Love you all. Bye. Well, that's Bernie Sanders. That was a, you know, and I think that'll help split up the content a little bit, make things a little bit more fresher and, and interesting. You know, some like sometimes you can't get all the guests you want. But sometimes you can get the guests that you don't want. Bernie Sanders, ladies and gentlemen, how... How y'all doing? Uh, I hope everybody had a, a, a great holiday season. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, Merry Christmas, if, if that's your jive. Happy holidays. We're coming up to a new year. We had a great Democratic debate in which I would probably placed number one. No, you no. Stop, Bernie. Stop. You did not. You actually did not place number one in that debate. Believe it or not, Vice President Joe Biden placed very highly in that debate. I, 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 I don't. I think you overestimate Joe Biden and its popularity. Joe Biden talks about children jumping in a pool and play with his leg hair. All right. Have you ever heard anything off the wall like that from me? Not on a personal note, maybe some of the policy points, yeah, but but not on a personal note. It's not policy points, but my policy points are sound. Policy points, you just believe that government should be limited. And I think that government should be massively expanded so that you can enjoy it. That's a point of contention, Bernie. But I will concede there are, have you know, that, that there's some, there's been some awakening. There has been, there has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Honestly, I'm I'm kind of scared now. No, but my my point is is that for such a long time I've I've gone on about libertarian limited government, and I don't think I've put enough emphasis on what I mean and, and really dive in depth to some of the topics like like healthcare. You know, you think Medicare for all is is the way a fundamental human right. Healthcare fundamental. Human right. Yes, yes, and I realize I've I've maybe been approaching the argument in a wrong way, thanks to some of the other podcast uh, content and people that I listen to. Uh, so you know, I think that there's going to be some interesting evolutions coming up on the Fritzcast. That's still going to be a pinnacle of liberty and libertarian-ish kind of values. Your loss. Well, you know, hey Bernie, you didn't do. Uh, you weren't on. Uh, the show with uh, Todd Hagopian. Uh, we were supposed to get another song out of you before Christmas, I thought. Well, such is life. I had, you know, I had a debate to prepare for. That I had the holiday season. Uh, that 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 is among us. It's still happening right now, kind of, uh, because it drags on into like January. People hold on. They still watch uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. 
up until like April sometimes. Um, you're right. I was supposed to come to a song, but you had you had that uh, Todd fella on the program. I figured I would step away, uh, let you have your uh, five minutes of fame. Do you think like my show's contingent on you? Don't you? I'm just I'm just saying that uh, Birdmiser, number one chart topping hit for the holiday season. I know everybody was reporting on All I Want for Christmas is You, but uh, it's a really the double one was Birdmiser. It was there. It was up there. It was double one. The media has an agenda against progressives and myself, and they buried it. Those are strong words. I mean, you can sing right now if you want. Nah, nah, you know, I, I, I think, I think uh, that you know this is good. I think uh, maybe even cut the conversation, you know, right about now is 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 okay. Why is there something? Is there something wrong? No, it's just uh, you know, I'm not uh, you know, a little uh, <coughs> oh, no, a little the weather as you can hear, you know, in my voice that's a little nasally. Your voice is always nasally, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Like that's not new. But, uh, but the the coughing and the uh, uh, that's that is new. I mean, you know, I mean, what would you want me to sing anyway? I don't know. I mean, you're supposed to come up with the uh, songs here. Uh, uh, you you better watch out. You better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Bernie Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, he's checking it twice. Gonna give Medicare for all to you guys. Bernie Claus is coming to town. You didn't write a parody this week, did you? I got kind of, you know, busy with things. But don't don't you worry. There will still be festivities to be had. It's still winter time. I'm sure there's still a song or two that I could parody to tell you how you're wrong about stuff. Okay, well, I'll look forward to that then. I'll let you go up on your way. I'm sure you're busy. And thank you for stopping by. Thank you for a great 2019, Bernie. I can't wait to see what 2020 brings. Use the hashtag, hashtag burn 2020. We're going to take the White House after we impeach President Donald Trump. I'll see you guys later. I love you. So, Warren, this story drops before the debate. Then they actually question Bernie about this. In fact, I want to play the little sequence of the questioning because I was a little bit surprised by how this worked. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? I disagreed. Now this pissed me off. And this pisses me off, too, because first off, the moderator asked Bernie Sanders, you know, verbatim, you're saying that you did not say this to Elizabeth Warren. What does Bernie say? Bernie, what did you say? Uh, I said... That is correct. I did not say that to Elizabeth Warren. Right. But then, what does the moderator ask Bernie, or what does the moderator and then immediately ask Elizabeth Warren? She says, what did you think when Bernie said that to you? Hold the phone. Pause. Time out. I absolutely, I don't get, I say it didn't happen. I say I didn't say that. Then all of a sudden, they are asking her, how she felt when I said the thing that I said I did not say. 
I know. I know. I know. Crazy, Bernie. Crazy. Thanks for being here, by the way. The p- pleasure um, to be here. Even even briefly and abruptly. But thank you. Anyway. But how did how did you feel after that, Bernie? Well, I, I honestly, I felt like, you know, me and Elizabeth are, are good friends. We uh we we signed the little pact that we would not attack each other. And here she is saying that I said um this uh statement which is um you know bullshit. I'm a little surprised that you're cursing, but oh, can, can, can you blame me? Can you blame me? I cannot blame you. I cannot blame you at all. I don't understand where uh where they were coming off of, and then it began. Twitter and the internet turned this whole. They spun this whole thing into a believe all women slash Me Too movement thing, in which you know you know hey. Elizabeth Warren told her truth. No, 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 no. Stop. Because somebody was lying about this. It, it was either Bernie Sanders, whom, Bernie, I, you are a lot of things. You're a kooky socialist, and I don't like your policies, but I'm not sure I could coin you as a liar. Thank you, Fritz, and uh, I'm going to take my bow out after this because the campaign trail is very important, and uh, I thought I had friends, but apparently now I don't. Point at Donald Trump and say, but they voted for Donald Trump, and he's a shit sandwich. Right, but he's a shit sandwich that they voted because they felt like he would wreck the system, and he kind of is. He kind of is. Fritz, thanks for coming into my defense for that. Hillary Clinton, Secretary Clinton, uh, she is trying to ruin my whole campaign. Bernie Sanders, welcome to the program. It's been a while, my good friend. I've been very busy with, uh, I, I'm sure you've watched it on, on television, and uh, you've seen it. Um, we've been on the Senate floor trying to impeach Donald Trump. Uh, who is the worst president and most divisive president in United States history. Bernie, you're, in response to Hillary Clinton saying you didn't do enough for her uh, in for the 2016 election and that your fan base is too rabid and too loyal to you, I mean, you know, what do you have to say about that uh, coming out of Hillary oh, well, Clinton? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, it's not surprising because when I did... In 2016, I went to states that Hillary Clinton wouldn't even go to um, because she was, you know, she didn't care about going to those states, and I had to go there and tell them about how, yeah, you know, yeah, feel the burn, and we should, you know, revolutionize and, and, and fundamentally change this nation. And I would go and I would tell them that, and they would say, "Well, I want to vote for you, Bernie," and I would say, "Well, you, you know what? I would love your vote, but..." You gotta vote for her because she's on the ballot. And of course, Elizabeth Warren's doing no favors for you uh, in stating that you said a woman could never be president of the United States. Uh, correct. You know, Elizabeth Warren. She's uh, she's a very good friend, and uh, uh, she 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 claims that I called her a liar on national television. Uh, I digress. I believe she called me a liar on national television, and in fact, she did. Uh, but you know, 
I mean, what can you expect anyway? Um, you know, I mean, you know, she talks about having a plan, but she doesn't really have a plan. What about uh, what about Tulsi Gabbard? She's trying to sue Hillary Clinton for uh, like a defamation lawsuit, almost. What do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, if anything, if if there's any driving point that I have in my voice right now, if there's any point that I can try to really, you know, try to make, uh, it would be Secretary Clinton needs to step down, needs to step back. We don't need Clintons in the DNC anymore. We don't need uh, we don't need super PACs. We don't need super delegates, which we 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 done away with super delegates. Uh, and uh, if anything, we need radical changes. How about Joe Biden? How about the President Trump? President Trump and his defense team on that Senate floor often was bringing up Joseph Biden and Hunter Biden. Uh, Burisma and and uh, that that board uh, and the Ukrainian stuff. I mean, you know, what what about Joe Biden? He's your direct primary political opponent. What say you about that situation? Well, uh, you know, Joe is, um, uh, you know, he was vice president under uh, Barack Obama, and uh, Joe Biden, uh, he's you know. Um, what can what can I say? He's uh, you know, Uncle Joe is batshit. Whoa, whoa, that that's surprising coming from you. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know what's surprising coming from Joe Biden is the fact that he goes around and he pokes people in the chest and he grabs them and he touches them and he shakes them up like he's gonna beat them up like he's some kind of mobster. You know, he's talking about you know he knows damn well what's right for the good and what's good for the country and if you stand up to him, he he tries to smack you around and it's stuff. Very true. He's always yelling. Malaki, 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 Malaki. The 1980s called, and they want their 1960s word back, you bum. Wow, you, you feel pretty passionate about this. Damn right, he wants to go off and talk about his hairy blonde leg hand in the pool and stuff, and, and, and how kids like to touch it. That's the man you want for president? That's the man you think's going to beat Donald Trump? Well, you know, the, I mean, the polling right now at least still has him in the lead, still has him as the best shot to beat Donald huh. Trump, yeah, huh. according to the polls. Yeah, well, you know, according to the polls, Hillary Clinton was supposed to be president now, wasn't she? But you don't see her trotting around as president, do you? No, but I do see an awful lot of people on Twitter in their profile bios talking about Madam President and crap. Or the I'm still with her crap, whatever. Anyway, Bernie, any uh, any final thoughts? Uh, I know you're busy. You've got the, the Senate impeachment trial. You've got uh, probably more debates to prepare for. Uh, please, please, please do not use this opportunity to stu- stump for Medicare for All. That's pretty much the long and the short of it. Uh, uh, trying to impeach Donald Trump, which isn't going to happen because Republicans got no balls. And... Uh, and Stomping on the campaign trail. It's time for uh, some primaries. Time to time to start winning some primary elections and proving you wrong. And also, Medicare for all. I love you, Mike. Son of a bitch. All right. Well, with that being said, that's where we stand. Uh, we, we're getting ready for the Senate to throw this thing into acquittal mode, and the whole world will come down crashing and burning. Oh, by the way, Britain, Great Britain, actually passed through with Brexit. They actually are Brexited from the EU. That happened, too. Um, Two things that uh, back in 2014 or 15 or whatever they said would not happen happened. So 
if those guys ever tell you you won't win the lottery, you might just win the lottery. So throw it out to you guys. That does it for me for this week. Follow me on Twitter at FritzQS. It's Facebook.com slash TheFritzCast. Don't forget the the. And if you need to get in touch with me personally, it's FritzCastPodcast at gmail.com. That'll do it for me. I love you. Have a great and wonderful week, and I shall see you, or rather you will hear from me next week.